Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, this is Ethan Sarkis. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, welcome back to another episode. Excited to be with all of you tonight, and I'm especially excited because I'm with my good friend Jason Snow tonight. How's it going? Dude, I am doing so good. Uh... I, I've been having a, a pretty good week, uh, and I have been loving watching the Olympics, uh, especially the uh, U.S. women's hockey team. I don't want to acknowledge anything that might or might not have happened on Monday night, but other than that, it has been a blast. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I, I'm wondering. Anila is one of our best like friends of our show. We absolutely adore. Anila and uh, and she's from Toronto, so uh, I was wondering if there was going to be if if we were going to have a falling out because of Olympic hockey between <laughs> you two. So no, it's it's <laughs> shouts to Anila and also shouts to uh, shouts to Canada and and their women's hockey team, and uh, we're just hoping that Team USA takes care of business uh, when it matters. Yeah, that that's that's the thing to remember is that that was about seeding, and now it's on and. Uh, and because we're seated one two, it's likely we won't meet until right up at the very end. Uh, and we know how that went last time. Game. So four years ago, that went pretty well for uh, the good old US of A. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> we will take it, Jason. We have a, a kind of an exciting show tonight. It's something that I'm pretty excited about, um, and it's it's a really simple concept. And we've alluded to it on and off, um, basically over the last several episodes. But as free agency seems to have really um, started to take shape and we have a pretty good idea of where most teams are, obviously there's still a few teams um, around, but most of your big time players, your major names, you know, your Tina Charles's, your Brianna Stewart's, your uh, even it sounds like your Liz Cambage, uh, you know, like like. Those players are either signed or we know they're going to sign. Probably the biggest question currently is, uh, would be with the Chicago Sky and what ends up, um, officially coming through with, uh, Courtney Vandersloot, uh, slash Allie Quigley and what that might look like. But that's still, that's really kind of the last, um, the last major, um, 
I guess you could say, you know, free agent um, potential movement that we could see. Um, some other, uh, obviously, there's a lot of other names that are still out there that are going to round out some rosters here. But as far as like, you know, perennial all star level type players, we've we've pretty much seen um, what we're going to see uh, with with what teams have done and, and where players are landing. So with that in mind, Jason, as we've kind of neared this portion of the WNBA free agency, we are going to play a game tonight called WNBA title contenders or pretenders. So that's what we're going to do is we're going to go through alphabetically, starting with the Atlanta dream, finishing with the Washington mystics and going through, and we're going to talk to each other can and say, all right, is this team a contender? Do you think they have a shot at the finals or do you think they're a pretender? And, uh, and each of us will be, you know, asked about six different teams and we'll give our takes and uh and that's what our episode's going to be. So uh but before we do that Jason, let's go ahead and uh bust through and let people know the best ways that they can get in touch with us or support the show. So Jason, uh why don't you let everybody know how they can get in contact with us or or show us some love. So if you want to get in touch with us, the quickest and most efficient way to do so is on Twitter. We are at WNBA Nation Pod. Again, that's at WNBA Nation Pod. Uh, go ahead and shoot us a DM. Those are open for the time being, so please don't make us regret that. Uh, but but we we do want to <laughs> hear from you. Uh, you can also just uh, tweet at us, respond to posts that we're in. We're we're pretty active over there. Uh, we're also on Facebook at the same handle. Uh, and if you want to support the show, there are many ways you can do it. One of the easiest is if you are on iTunes, or I guess it's now Apple Podcasts, listening to this, uh, give us five star review and and write down a, a, a qu- your quick thoughts about the show. Uh, every five star review we read on the show and give you a shout out and, and some appreciation. We've got a little fun stinger for that. Uh, but no matter where you are, if you can give us a five star review, that helps us bump up in the algorithms, which means more people are going to get suggested to listen to our show. Uh, which our hope is that that then means more people get interested in the WNBA, uh, and women's basketball and, and we can kind of be ambassadors for that. Uh, if you want to watch the show live, we record on Twitch. Uh, so you can see our, uh, I would say beautiful faces, but I don't want to to be deceitful. But you can <laughs> we don't see want to, face. we don't want you to be disappointed if you <laughs> yeah, show up I'm, expecting it's, that. It's not an oversell. We uh, you can see our faces <laughs> though. Uh, we 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 stream live on Twitch on Monday and Wednesday nights, uh, pretty consistently. We'll usually tweet out if there's any reason for tech issues or whatever that we can't do that. So that's twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Watch the show live. You can follow us there. That gives you notifications when we're recording. Uh, and you can also, if you want to support the show, you can subscribe, and we appreciate everyone who does that. It really helps us out. Uh, and a few last things. You can pick up some merch at wnbnation.storeenv.com. Uh, and if you are feeling like supporting the show and, and wanting a communi- community, uh, there is something in the work for subscribers over on Twitch uh, a little bit of a, a an inside access that that we're hoping to give. I, I don't want to give away too much. I just want to tease it. Uh, but we're we're kind of in the final stages of of putting that together. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but that's kind of the roundup there, Kyle. Unless I missed anything. No, that sounds great to me, Jason. Um, yeah, you pretty much nailed everything. Um, we really do appreciate all those five star reviews uh, that come through. They're a blast. I check. I usually pull up our show. Uh, 
maybe every other day and just double check to see if we've got any new five star reviews. We have had a lot more. We've had several like people rate us five stars. We haven't had any like typed out five star reviews for a while. We've had a couple people update their previous reviews with with uh, more info and we appreciate those. We we see you and we we appreciate that. Uh for example, I do need to give one uh one quick shout out to someone who has given us a five star review in the past um but kind of updated their current five star review. Five star reviews. Uh, and that's Alex MMG 11. Uh, they said it, they basically were talking about our, our show where we had um, David Barry on uh, talking about the economics of the WNBA. Uh, and they say, what a great episode about the real value of the W love to see how this is real business and can get so much better for the players and the fans. Thanks for the comparison with the NBA in the sixties. That is what we are. And with even, and even with less support and a few more trolls. So appreciate that for the updated uh, five-star written review there. Uh, if you'd like us to read your review out loud, um, leave, you got to type it out. You know, but we appreciate we've had several of you hopping on and just dropping those quick hit the five stars. And those are great, too. Those do a lot for us. So we appreciate that. Um, and and along with that commenter, I, I'll go ahead and say uh, if you want a, a crash course in sports economics and the, the current status of the WNBA, check out that episode. Uh, I can throw a link in the description when this uh, when this comes out on podcast. Uh, that episode was phenomenal. Uh, David Barry is very uh, great asset for the league in terms of his expertise and knowledge and also just his advocacy and support for women's sports. So that was, that was a phenomenal episode. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jason, let's hop right into things and, uh, go ahead and start to discuss each of these teams. Are they a WNBA title contender or a pretender? And Jason, we're going to start with just alphabetically, we're going to start in Atlanta. Jason, are the Atlanta Dream contenders or pretenders in 2022? I love a lot of things about the Atlanta Dream. I love the gray and the red and the blue in their color. I love their new hats. Uh, the ATL star is a good thing. Uh, but this year, they're pretenders. Uh, obviously, they made a couple uh, offseason moves. Uh, but Atlanta is a team really lacking any identity or or seeming sense of a uh, um, vision as to how they're going to be a championship ready team. Uh, they added Erica Wheeler. Uh, they re-signed a couple players, but in all reality, uh, this is not Atlanta's year. Atlanta is is going to be a pretender this year. Okay, um, I agree with you. I think that uh, I think that they're probably towards the bottom uh, as far as. You know, teams go. I think they've still got quite a ways. Um, they've made some decent moves. Erica Wheeler, I think, is going to be a, a decent part, a decent piece for them. They, they've got Monique Billing still, Tip Hayes, um, yeah. and some other solid pieces. Uh, Ari McDonald, still a lot to be said there. So, uh, but not, not enough movement, no major names outside of Erica Wheeler, you know, heading yeah. there. So I'd agree with you. They're going to be pretender status for me as well. Okay, uh, we're going to do this quick and uh, and efficiently, so we're going to move right on to the Chicago Sky. Kyle, contenders, rain, re, are the reigning champions contenders or pretenders? Um, <laughs> Great, great question. Uh, I, they're contenders. 
And until someone knocks them off, they're going to stay contenders. They've got a lot of names um, and a lot of potential uh, going into Chicago. They've brought in some additional players to round out an already pretty solid roster. They lost a couple pieces, uh, Steph Dolson, Diamond Shields, you know. But overall, I think that Chicago, you know, Chicago's recite, you know, they've got Candace Parker. They've got uh, Kalia Copper and... They're going to be fine, and I think they definitely are contenders. I don't know if I've got them as my favorites, but they're definitely in the contender category for me. Yeah, 100% agree, yeah. Yeah. Connecticut. Connecticut. What do you think? Contender or pretender? Oh, this might be the hardest one for me, and I didn't put enough forethought into it to, to just be ready with a snappy answer. Uh Here's my problem is Connecticut is year in and year out a contender, uh, but has never put the puzzle together, never figured it out. Uh, but that being said, the talent is there. The coaching is there. Uh, you know, if, if they can just figure out that last piece of the chess game, uh, I think they may have it. So for me, Connecticut is a real contender. Uh, I'm, I'm hesitant to be, to put them as my favorite, uh, for the aforementioned reasons, uh, but Connecticut's got the talent. They've they've got the ability. They've got the experience. I think they could pull it all the way. Uh, I'd agree with you. I think uh, their weak point was at the point guard last year, and they brought Courtney Williams in for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, Alyssa Thomas is back. So they're bringing back an all-star level player, uh, too. Well, they're bringing, they're having one all-star level, level player come off of injury and then another all-star level player that they brought back through free agency. So um, adding that into the number one seed for last year, I agree. Contender. All right. Uh, moving on a team that is near and dear to my heart and also near to my home, the Dallas wings. Kyle are the Dallas wings contenders or are they pretenders? Ooh. Um, Jason, I, I, I know this is tough. You and I went to a Dallas Wings game uh, with our lovely wives this last uh, this last summer, and I love the Dallas Wings. They are uh, your favorite metric that fun, fun above expectation is is all there. But I don't think a title uh, I don't think a title run is anywhere in the books for the Dallas Wings this season. So they are a pretender for me. I I would agree with you. Uh, I think the one caveat I'll say is at some point this season, they're going to knock off the number one team, which contributes to their fun <laughs> over expectations uh, yes. because they're unpredictable. And if Arike and Mabry have a night on the same night, they can beat anyone. Now, yeah. they can't do that night in and night out and win a championship. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a number one ranked Minnesota come tromping down to Dallas, uh, going home with a big old L. I, I, they, they're that type of team that can just have fun on any given night. I think uh, I think Dallas is the kind of team that might lose to Atlanta twice and also beat <laughs> Phoenix twice. Yes. So <laughs> that, that's where I see Dallas. Uh, I love it. Uh, Jason, Indiana Fever, one of our favorite teams to talk about and a team that, again, also near and dear to you and I, uh, we obviously have a lot of love having lived in the Hoosier State, uh, both of us having lived there in the past. Uh, is Indiana contender this year, or are they still pretending? Indiana will contend to be the bottom of the league. They are pretenders this year. <laughs> uh, I, refuse, I refuse to be positive about Indiana uh, because they have yet to show me uh, that they're serious. 
they got draft picks. Uh, that's the best I can say for them this year. Uh, other than that, the the future does not look bright. Not because they don't have talent, but because they don't have any way to put it together. Uh, I blame management and uh, coaching most particularly. Okay. I don't know if you if you want to in- respond to that. I, I I like I said in the last time you and I were on. I've just decided I'm not going to be nice to Indiana anymore because I I'm tired of carrying the water. They need to they need to pull some weight before I start contributing again. <laughs> they need to they need to start pulling their own weight here. Uh, no, I'd agree with you. Indiana's a pretender, and I agree with you. They're probably going to be one of the bottom two teams in the league this season. Um, if they make the playoffs, it will be one of the greater overachievements that we've seen. In the league yes. since uh, Atlanta was the number two seed a couple years ago. If, if they um, win six, if they win six games, it'll be one of the great overachievements of the season. <laughs> oh man, um, Kelsey Mitchell's going to literally come and like sit outside both of our houses and be like, "We need to talk." <laughs> hey, and I'm, Kelsey I'm Mitchell, okay you, you want to talk? Our DMs are open. Hit us up. Uh, <laughs> you want to defend Indiana? We're all for it. Uh, Kyle, let's move on to Sin City. Uh, the, the Las Vegas aces contenders, pretenders, what you got? Uh, I think they're a contender. Um, I still think that although they've lost players like Angel McCautry and, uh, Liz Cambage, I think that Las Vegas still at its core is, uh, is a title contender. You know, they were the number two seed this season. And for the, a lot of the season, a lot of people expected them to be kind of unstoppable um, Kelsey Plum's playing great basketball. Obviously, Asia Wilson re-signs with Las Vegas. Um, they've got a, they went out and got a coach that uh, I think a lot of people are excited about that, um, I think Becky Hammond's gonna, uh, unlock the full potential of the three-point line for a team that's been dying to be able to shoot, uh, a little bit more, uh, with Asia Wilson's dominance still inside. I think this is definitely a contender. I wouldn't say favorite. But, uh, but definitely a contender category for me. And, uh, and I really, really like how this Las Vegas, uh, squad's gonna show up. I think we're gonna see a lot more time on the floor for, uh, Derek Hamby with, uh, with Liz Cambage not being around. So I'm excited to see how Las Vegas, um, navigates this next season. They've had a lot of movement, but, um, in my mind, I still think they've got a shot at making a finals run. Yeah, I I may be a little bit cooler on Las Vegas than you are, simply because mm-hmm. I think that Becky Hammond is going to be instituting an entirely new uh, game plan strategy. Uh, obviously, before Las Vegas was very shoot from the inside, defense, defense, defense. I think Hammond's going to be a little bit more uh, take those threes. Let's let you know. Let's let's get the the shots off. So uh, I I think with that transition, it slows them down a little bit. I have them as kind of like a high middle round. So I I may. I may put them in the pretender status this year uh, just yeah. simply because it's a transition year, getting a new coach. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard to put things together your first year with a new head coach. Uh, it just a lot of things have to click really fast. And uh, so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit cooler on them than you are. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. All right, Jason, let's head to uh, a team that I know Logan and uh, Steve spent a significant amount of time discussing last episode. Uh, let's talk L.A. Are the Sparks contenders this year, or are they pretenders? The Sparks are contenders for 2025. Uh, they, To me, right now, they're pretenders. Uh, I think that they're going to have some fun. I think that 
Uh, this will be a fun send off for Fisher. And uh, in 2023, we're going to see an entirely new team. L.A. is set like Logan has been talking about for a while uh, to completely. I, they're going to have like 1.2 million in cap space next year. Uh, they're just going to buy everyone. Uh, they're going to buy a new coach, buy new players. And uh, as such, I, I think that they are going to be contenders soon. Uh, in typical L.A. fashion, they're just going to pay out the wazoo for talent. But that being said, I uh, I, I don't think that this is the year. I think this is uh, this is just kind of a, a holding pattern year to to get to next year when they've got all that cap space. Mm. I like the pieces that they've got. I think like depth wise, they have a lot to offer. Um, I don't think they're the kind of team that you know is one or two injuries away from an absolute you know terrible season. I think they can hold serve <laughs> pretty well with the depth that they've got. Um, but they're missing the the big names, um, and who knows? Maybe Kennedy Carter and Liz Cambage uh, are that um, are that for the the Sparks. For me personally, I I feel like I, I feel like the the same way that you do with Las Vegas. Um, maybe you know we we may I, I think that Las Vegas is probably better, but I would put L.A. Probably closer to contender status um, for me. I think that they're, you know, they're they're kind of right on that border. If things line up well, you know, you've got Neko Gumake, a former MVP, her sister Shanae, Amanda Zowie B, who's known to play really well, Christy Tolliver, a solid guard, Brittany Sykes, a great defender, Kennedy Carter, Jordan Canada, um, you know, plus Liz Cambage. Like the 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 pieces are there. If they can bring them together, they could have a lot of fun and go out and surprise a lot of teams. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish it like a four seed. That being said, none of that is guaranteed. And yeah. so they, they have a lot of question marks. I, this, they were probably the team that I was having the hardest time determining if they were going to be a contender or a pretender. So I had to add my two cents there with LA. <laughs> Well, uh, let's take it up to the the Midwestern North, to the land of a thousand lakes. Uh, Minneapolis, the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, Kyle, who you got them as contenders or pretenders? Minnesota is a definite contender in my book. Um, they uh, again, we've we've mentioned this several times. Minnesota is way better than you were are remembering them from last year. Three seed last season. They return basically everyone and add Angel McCautry. All right. So, you know, if you're returning Sylvia Fowles, uh, Nafisa Collier, Crystal Danger, Crystal Dangerfield, uh, Natalie Achanwa, and, uh, from what it sounds like, uh, Laisha Clarendon's going to be back as well. Um, this is a team that could, could really, really do some, some damage. You've got McBucket still, uh, you know, uh, hopefully has adjusted to, uh, her role with the Minnesota Lynx. You've got a lot of all-star and hardware, like rookie of the year MVP level hardware that is on this Minnesota Lynx team and nobody's talking about them and they don't have a new coach like your aces, like your Mercury, like several of these other teams that we've listed as contenders. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think Minnesota is one of the stronger contenders for this season. That's how I see this one adding up. And uh, nobody's going to really focus on them, but I think Minnesota might just surprise everybody and make that uh, make that run. Yeah, I mean, 
if you just played the last half of last season, Minnesota was probably the best team. Uh, and and they're coming back largely intact. I, I'm I'm very high on Minnesota. Uh, definitely and probably at least my top two, if not my number one pick right now. I like it. Uh, Jason, let's head over to New York, who has been very, uh, very proactive in the last couple seasons in picking up some new pieces um, and probably isn't done with that moving into you know, try. I'll bet you. I think this team has their eye on a couple of particular um, big time players to bring in in 2023. That being said, we're talking 2022 season. Jason, are the Liberty have they improved enough where they're going to be contenders, or are they still pretending? All right, uh, this this one is where I might be going out on a limb more than any of my other picks to this point, and there's a big asterisk behind it. But I am going to say contender. Asterisk, assuming they can stay healthy. And the reason why you've got Unescu going into the third year, uh, the third year bump, hopefully we see some really good production out of her. You're bringing Dolson in. Uh, Brondello coming in as a coach is a proven asset. Uh, and, and I think all the players trust her. Having been around the league long enough, I think she's earned that. So I think she'll get buy-in from the players. I don't know that they have the depth to actually make the run. And that's why the, the health status of players is so important with this particular team. Uh, compared to like a Minnesota, who I think has a better bench. Uh, that being said, New York very well could have the pieces on the floor. So I am going to call New York contenders. Oh, I like it. I like you going out on that strong take, Jason, because Ben is the yeah. real stink. She's the real deal. Michaela Onyenwede, absolutely the real deal coming out. Uh, Didi Richards, an absolutely defensive lockdown of a player. And Onyenwede and Richards were rookies last year. They're only going to get better. As you mentioned, the UNESCO, we see that third-year bump happen so frequently in the league. Um, I think this is the year that New York shocks some people. I really do. I think that New York's New York's going to finish better than they did this season. And, uh, yeah. and that's saying something because they played, or excuse me, the previous season in 2021. That's saying something because they had a huge improvement from 2020 to 2021. And if they can have a similar bump or even a, a, a partial, but you know, half of what they did, um, they're gonna, they're gonna be a really strong team this season. So I like that you're going out on contender status for New York. Well, I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that one and I'm hoping it's not part of our end of year. Uh, razzing each other with uh, with bad takes. <laughs> that being said, uh, a team that has has often been a winner and a big loser for us when we pick them preseason. Phoenix contender pretender. What do you got, Kyle? Oh, I have to. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm. I'm awful. Whenever I pick Phoenix to do well, they don't. And last season, I picked that they would not do well, and they made the finals. So I, I, I want to like rid all of what I'm about to say with all the anti-jinx magic that all of you have in Phoenix. So I apologize if this, if you know, immediately following this this episode, someone you know, there's an injury or something to one <laughs> of your key pieces, because um, that's the, the that's what always seems to happen with this. The Phoenix Mercury currently might be my favorite to uh my favorite team to reach a finals. I think this is an absolutely stacked team. Skydig, Griner, Tarasi, Brianna Turner, who 
defensive player of the year potential. Um, Diamond to Shields, Tina Charles, Kia Nurse. Like, basically almost every single player on their roster is an all-star or an MVP or defensive player of the year or like, that's just, that's who they've got or, you know, scoring champion, all of it. They have everything. They've got defense. They've got scoring. They've got uh veteran leadership. Um, they've even got youth, which is something that we have a hard time, have had a hard time saying about Phoenix for the last couple of seasons. Like they're, they're like, Current roster, uh, you know, the, the, the lowest, you know, you could say on the totem pole, maybe the last in that rotation is Shea Petty and Shea Petty. We, we've seen what she can do in the playoffs. This is an absolutely amazing team. If the coaching can be there, that's probably their weakest point. And that you, that's yet to remain. That's remains to be seen. Um, we don't know exactly what, what the coaching situation is going to look like. Um, and how that's going to affect the team. That being said, I think the Phoenix Mercury on paper just might be the the best team in the WNBA. So I'm going to say contender, potentially my very favorite um, when it comes to uh, you know just talent uh, and and what they should do. Yeah, I I agree with you. Just looking at talent, I think they're probably they very well could be the best team in the league. Uh, I don't, I don't have them at my number one or even necessarily my number two. And my big concern is coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. nothing against Vanessa Nygaard, but this is her first head coaching role, uh, that's not a high school. Uh, and, yep. and there's something about running an organization. That being said, when DT decides it's time, it's time. Uh, and so if, uh, if, if DT decides this is the year, uh, coaching aside, I, there's nothing that could stop them. So, uh, They've got the talent to pull it through. And that's, like I said, the coaching is the big question mark for me and, and drops them down a few slots. But uh, but Phoenix is def- very much in the mix, especially if uh, DT decides that, that it's time. All right, Jason, I want to hear from you on the Seattle Storm, obviously bringing back a couple big-time players. Seems like they want to make one last run at a title with Sue Bird in tow. Are the Seattle Storm contenders, or are they going to be pretenders this year? Uh, if there's a team to me that that just screams, "This is the Disney original movie story," it's Seattle. <laughs> it's it's the friends get back together and say, "No, we're doing this one last time." Uh, Bird, you've got Stewie coming back. You've got uh, uh, Jewel Lloyd coming back. Uh, it looks like. Seattle is about to go through a big restructure, uh, but that core is just so strong. Uh, Seattle has to be contenders. I, I, I can't bet against players with that much talent and that much uh, uh, cohesion uh, in the locker room. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I, I think they're contenders for sure. Um, and I think an underrated move in this, um, in this free agency was the addition of January. I think they yeah. bring brand January into Strength Seattle. The defense, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. And, uh, you know, especially if you're going to lose and let go Jordan Canada to bring in a veteran guard to add some depth there and some defensive prowess. I like it. I like that move a lot. Also, yeah. can we just both agree that Ezzy Magbagor is just insanely underrated and an absolute mm. blast to watch play basketball? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think to to add to that, 
when when it comes to Seattle improving on their defense, because of how quickly they faded out uh, in the in the playoffs, we tend to not think of them that highly. But that's a team that won the Commissioner's Cup. I mean, they they owned the first half of that season, and so uh, I, I think this is a, a team that is very much poised to to make the run. And with with a slightly improved, you know, with making some improvements on defense, I think that they could take it uh, all the way, and I, I would not be surprised to see that. Uh, but Kyle, the team that always comes up last, it's not our fault. It's the alphabet. The Washington Mystics. Are they contenders or are they pretenders? Mm. I want them to be contenders. I really, really do. But I have a hard time seeing them do a whole lot better than they did last year, and they didn't make the playoffs last year. I understand Alicia Clark's back. I understand Elena Deladonna's supposedly back. Um, we will see how that holds up once she starts to get out on the court, what's going to happen with her back and, and everything there. Um, that being said, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't know if they've done enough to, to add to this team um, compared to what other teams have. I think other teams have taken steps up. Washington lost a lot without really adding much and they didn't make the playoffs last year. So, you know, they're, and they also lost players like Emma Mieseman and, and the potential that they had to, to have her come and play. Um, this team's going to look significantly different from last year uh, as far as the stars on the team go. Um, I'm terrified to call them a pretender. <laughs> but I have, but I have to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm terrified to say they're a pretender, but I really think they, they, uh, I, I, I don't think they're a title contender this year. Yeah, I, I oh, agree. I agree with hurt. you. And of all of our pretenders, I do think they're pre- maybe the one that have the the biggest uh, potential to come in and, and make us eat our words. So I, I get why there's some trepidation from you there. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't think this is their year. I don't think they put the tools together. Uh, to to make a deep run, and uh, I mean some of it's just bad luck. I, I think Charles just decided that it it wasn't likely and and wanted to to try her luck elsewhere. Uh, Misaman uh, is is obviously headed to a new new home as well. So yeah, I I just I I, I think Tebow will be back in the mix soon. Coach Tebow will be back in the mix soon, but I just don't think this year makes it. It doesn't seem like the year for Washington to to win it for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. That's Jason and I's takes on each of these teams. Uh, I'm curious what um, what surprised you about our takes? Where, what do you disagree with? Hit us up on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. Um, you can hit us up there and let us know what we got wrong, what we got right. We love to hear that. And uh, if anything, it just adds more chatter about the WNBA in an off season. And uh, I know I don't know if we should share this, Jason, but I want to share it. Um, our interactions and our downloads and what we're seeing as far as the the excitement behind women's basketball and in particular the in particular the WNBA in an off season during February, a really slow month, is exciting. And uh, if if what is happening with our show is any indication of what, uh, you know, of an, a, an addition in 
women's basketball fans and fans of the WNBA. We are all here for it. So thank you to all of you who are listening. Thank you to all of you who subscribe. Hit us up on Twitch. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and to all of you who are leaving those five-star reviews and, and pushing us, we're in the top 100 basketball podcast. We are the number one WNBA podcast. And we are in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world. When we started this show, people told us, like, you're going to talk about the WNBA. And trolls were saying, nobody's going to listen. Nobody watches it. Nobody, And you know what? It's all wrong. It's completely wrong. There's a ton of WNBA fans. There's a ton of women's basketball fans out there. And y'all show up in support and have put us in the top 1% of all podcasts. That's mind-blowing to us. We are so grateful to uh, to all of you and and all of your support. And we just want to send all of the love and, and just everything that we have, uh, just deep gratitude from the, the bottom of our hearts for everything that, that each one of you does to support our show. We truly, truly appreciate it. Jason, anything that you have to add before we go ahead and put a bow on this thing? Uh, watch the Olympics. Uh, women's women's uh, hockey keeps going. I believe on Saturday is when they start their quarterfinals. Uh, I I haven't checked the brackets today. I think the bracket should be set now, uh, so you can start to see who those matchups are going to be. But uh, uh, there's lots of women's sports going on. Obviously, we've got college women's basketball, uh, and now you can add the PHF, the Professional Hockey Federation, to your list of things to watch. And you can also add the Olympics. Uh, there's plenty of women's sports to support. Uh, and I would strongly encourage you to do so not just to support them, but because it's freaking fun. It's a lot of fun to, to watch. So, uh, and yes, other, other, other women's sports are happening in the Olympics too, uh, that I want you to support. But to be honest with you, uh, hockey is where my heart is. I, for those of you listening to the podcast right now, I'm wearing a, a mighty ducks Jersey. Uh, it's, uh, it's near and dear to my heart. So I'm excited for that. Absolutely. Jason, thanks for hanging out tonight. I love talking contenders and pretenders with you. I just went through and looked. It looks like we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven contenders and five pretenders, according to you and I. That sounds and our about right. Picks here. Um, however, there were a few like Las Vegas and LA that, New you know, York, it seemed like yeah. you and I were kind of split on. So we could go either way. Seven, five, seven, five. You know, six and six, it could be that way. But either way, it's looking like right about half the league or more might have a shot at a title this season. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast. I'm already stoked and we're months away from tip off. Can't uh, just just can't uh, express how excited I am for um, everything coming up with with NCAA, with the draft, with with uh, the season coming up, just just super stoked so but that's all we've got for you tonight for wnba nation i'm kyle haywood i'm jason snow and we got you next time